Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Eric and Chloe. Oh, hello. Wow. Starting off with very low energy. Mm. I love no Ger- it. No German accents today, Chloe? No. <laughs> Chloe's like We're trying so hard. Not to <laughs> She's like, She's just like clenching her fists cool. and like just Play it cool. normally. Cool. <laughs> There's one bead of sweat She's going like down. gripping the arm of the chair. Just Chloe, you're just bleeding. Talk normally. I'm fine. Just, bleeding. No, it's fine. That's a funny thing, uh, gripping the arms of chairs. Uh, uh, at the, th- uh, uh, as I'm sure you well know, uh, working at UCB, the chairs of the the arms of the chairs always get messed up. Uh-huh. And <laughs> we were talking about it one day at UCB. So I'm like, why do the chairs keep getting messed up? It's because oh, when people sit down and the thing wobbles, their first reaction is just for some reason to pull on it harder <laughs> and break <laughs> it. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is messed up. I wonder what's wrong with it. And right. Just like, see how far they can break it. Yeah, uh, people are really good at like immediately. Fi- I won't say which. Uh, improviser it was i'll tell you guys off air but the first day we well the first day i was working that we have booze now at hell's kitchen (laughs) oh god he comes like walking up the stairs with a glass of wine and immediately spills it everywhere (laughs) (laughs) all over the rug and then he just looked at me like i can't fucking believe i just did that (laughs) then he looked at me and he goes i'm sorry and i was just like i don't care but jesus christ (laughs) it's literally everywhere just a giant wine stain oh i can't wait to Uh. find out it's so funny uh, it was so funny. Oh and then like God. he kept walking past it and then he would just look at it and shake his head like I can't <laughs> <laughs> believe I did that. Uh, so funny. So uh, yeah, guys, while we're in the pop culture section, we talked a little bit mm-hmm. about your recommendations on yesterday's episode. But is there anything else that you've seen or read mm. or listened to that you oh, want to recommend to everyone? I recommended I so much. I was on oh, the show good. Friday and I oh, recommended so I much. Have, I don't have uh, reading. Step up your game, Chloe. I have viewing and uh, a lot of music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually viewing, I think Rachel couldn't decide if this was a wreck or not, but I saw Disobedience oh, last yeah. week. Oh, yeah. So I went with my friend Lauren uh, who is Jewish? So sh- I like met her. She was like, "This is perfect, a gay and a Jew." And then we walked <laughs> in and saw the movie, and we both had the same sentiment afterwards, where it was like, it was a too long. It yes. was way too long. Uh, it was like the acting was so so good, and the Seriously, writing was so bad. Rachel McAdams and, and Rachel, Rachel Weiss. Yes, so and good. I love both of them. They cr- even like the guy who plays the husband is very like yeah. acts it so everyone acts so well in it, but the writers gave them like nothing. Yeah, like it's just like the cliche. Like they used pregnancy as like a plot device. Mm. It's just like how taught. Like oh my god, yeah. that's so funny because I saw. I don't remember what I was seeing, but I saw it as a preview from yeah. another movie. I remember, oh, I think it's when we just see death, the death of Stalin. But I saw it as a preview, and even then, I was like, "This is these people are in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is a major movie. This well, is thought, this looks bad." Yeah. Well, I was like, "Oh, gay, I'm in." <laughs> and then, like, they built up so much like tension, and then it just like, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler. It basically it like amounts to it, it just like amounts to nothing. The yeah. whole movie was nothing. Right. <laughs> I would love so, to see Chloe hosts like a mo- like a like a Ebert and Siskel movie review Ew, show oh <laughs> just Honestly, like I thumbs would. down it wasn't gay enough <laughs> so they were two bad. women and they didn't kiss so <laughs> it's a d from me did they not kiss <laughs> no, no they, they did, they oh. did. They oh, oh, but they the did. sexy oh my god there was That's a co- she spits in her mouth she right? spits twice and it was a lot of spit and the theater collectively just got <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it was like that's kind of like was, call me by your name when yeah. um uh, Elio fucks the apricot. There's oh, a lot of like, yeah. what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a confused young man. He's acting yeah. out in weird sexual ways. Um, there was also, I loved it because I was sitting, there was the aisle and then one seat and then me and Lauren. And like 20 minutes into the movie, this older woman comes in and sits next to me. <laughs> Is she like, gonna see some lesbians? Yeah, I think that's what, I don't know. But she comes in, she's dying. It's like, there's like humorous parts which yeah. I like appreciated she's dying and then with like it, I don't know like 30 or 40 minutes left she just gets up and leaves again <laughs> <laughs> I was like what I love it she Did was just you, there for the comedy yeah 
Um, like, fuck the it kind of sucks, like that there are so few gay films that like you just have to see literally whatever. Oh comes my god! Out. Yeah, <laughs> it, like, you really do. I guess I'm seeing this. Guess I'm. Got I guess I gotta it. see it. <laughs> That's. I feel like that's what the whole L word was. It was like I guess I gotta <laughs> sit through this shit. <laughs> do you? Can I? Uh, ask a, a serious question <gasps> we can about, try. about gay in the media oh yeah section? totally yeah i guess it's about <laughs> pop culture okay. and media i'm curious because i saw somebody else um saying a, a point about this and i thought it was really interesting but i have no experience uh so when it comes to like gay movies and, mm-hmm. and media and stuff do you like it when like a movie is about people being gay or would you prefer to see like a movie about other stuff where the characters are just queer and that's not like they're like that's, that's, the, whole, that's yeah. the whole movie. See, I don't I understand where people are coming from where they're like just let them be gay that's not the thing. But as like a gay person and there is so much like there is such a lack of like mm-hmm. just movies about anything gay yeah. or like remotely uh, if gay is like like I'm fine with like a coming out story mm. like yeah there's like a million of them but like give okay. me more i still haven't seen love simon it's so oh, it's good it's divisive though i know a lot of people yeah. are not fans i loved it i it was so weird to watch call me by your name because i guess technically the end of that movie is sad mm-hmm. but the fact that it was like overall like a healthy positive experience yeah. for him I, it was just weird because i was like i'm not used to seeing this kind of gay story that's yeah. not like a fucking tragedy yeah. like broke back nobody or something. Yeah. yeah yeah someone violently dying yes. yeah Ugh. um that i it felt like refreshing in yeah. that sense and the fact that like his parents were so supportive yeah was, like weird but then What's it was like happening? so sad that that was such a yeah novel experience I think, yeah i think the problem with like what eric like your question i think the problem is like when the plot is it's just like oh they're gay look at that but if it's like <laughs> if that's it, which there are movies like that yeah uh like there's isn't it movie, crazy they're gay cra- look at them watch them for two hours do gay <laughs> well th- i mean that was kind of broke back around i mean it's yeah. as gorgeous as that film was and as well acted as that film was, was it was like, like two gay, gay cowboys, cowboys. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna kill them also um I don't, there's this movie, uh, it's called Below Her Mouth. Below Her Below Mouth? Her Mouth. Okay. It is literally, I was just talking what to a, my friend Shay. Oh, movie. you'll get it. <laughs> I thought it was Below Her Mouth. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's below, below. Both. Below. <laughs> so weird. Um, the, literally the entire movie, there's no plot to it. It's just like a two-hour porn masquerading as like a movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's literally just like lesbian sex for two hours. Right. It, none of it makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, how... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, so we have an anti-rec for yeah, disobedience. Definitely. I'll say, actually, I won't totally anti-rec. I'll say see it once on a movie pass or Netflix it okay. and then never watch it again. A sort of rec. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm pulling up my Spotify as we Such speak. a specific recommendation. <laughs> watch it for cheap only one time <laughs> and never again. I mean. And talk shit about it afterwards, but yeah. still see it. But right. see it. So you can talk shit about it. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Um, let's see. I have two artists. Okay. Um, FKJ. And I have to give my work husband credit. He gave, he recommended this guy to me. And it's like this, like, like jazzy, Mm -hmm. but like also like funky French artist. He has like dreadlocks and it's just like, he plays like four instruments and he like, he'll like, there's this one song, uh, that I don't remember the name of, but it's like, cause it's not, he does a lot on YouTube too. Not everything's on Spotify. Right. Uh, but it's like, like disco, like seventies vibes. And then he just rolls in with an auto tune. Okay. I'm just like, Oh my God, you bad boy. <laughs> what are you doing? It's a little like childish Gambino, yeah. like a throwback, but then something like, really modern. Yeah. yeah. It's like really interesting. It's, and then, um, at your work, do you guys like listen to music on, personal listening devices or do you have like office songs no we if nobody's in my office i'll just like play my own music but uh we'll do personal songs but uh mark is my work husband's name he doesn't know he's my work husband (laughs) (laughs) he's like we only met like a month ago uh he'll like on so many levels (laughs) insane yeah Yeah. uh he just he'll like uh it's like the equivalent of aim like at our office uh he'll like send me little links to songs and stuff cool um, but, but we did listen to, um, uh, what were we listening to? Talia by, um, 
I can't. Oh my god, I can't think of the woman's name. But it's like a very like sad like song, and we were just like, okay, <laughs> together. <laughs> and she was like, okay, back to your work. There are few things I can imagine that are worse than a shared office sound system. Doesn't Rachel's work do that? I think they yes. do. Yeah, yeah. that's that a nightmare. Brutal. Yeah, because someone a diff- she said a different person I think picks every every day. day yeah. Oh yeah. my so, god! So like, imagine if someone just has horrific taste in music. Uh, oh people would hate me in my oh, office. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they definitely they would, would kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and all right, and then my other one other artist, and I'm really late to the game with this Do one. Music um, but the artist is Load Spotify Leisure. Okay. Uh, I don't know how I missed them, but it's kind of the same vibe. It's like chill, like a little like could be like a little r&b like sexy song but mm. like not really because it's like i don't it kind of reminds me of tommy impala but not as like like i don't know oh god i'm so bad at reviews <laughs> <laughs> just go listen Take yeah just go you. listen i promise yeah. it's good there's a song oh i told you you know i was like oh a song made me cry yeah it was their song Leisure. uh deeper and it's such a weird song to cry to because it's like like auto like like electronic kind of but i was like okay are you okay i guess (laughs) (laughs) am i I okay (laughs) like dumpsteps making chloe cry (laughs) (laughs) cried in the club (laughs) in the club in the club um so uh, eric did you have any listening recommendations i see you scrolling through your phone um yeah i mean i always feel weird for some reason when you ask for recommendations i feel like it's supposed to be like new music no but I, my album was 2016. <laughs> Hashtag I? fake news. I never said it had to be new. No, I, I didn't say you had to. I just, for some reason, <laughs> my my inclination is like, oh, I need to find new music to recommend to yeah, people. What if I, I, I've been listening to a lot of older music. Uh, specifically, I've been listening to a lot of The Stooges. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Raw Power is one of my favorite albums of all time. And specifically, the opening track, Search or Destroy, I think is maybe my favorite song of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also been, oh, I got really upset at this dumb article that was, uh, where was it on? Maybe Vulture. I don't remember. But somebody wrote an article that was, because the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony either happened or is happening soon. Mm -hmm. And so somebody wrote, I guess somebody really needed content. So they wrote (laughs) an article that was like, we're ranking all of the members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, I saw what? you post that. And yeah. it was like pretty good for like a couple of, of places where I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then they put two of my favorite artists. I mean, literally two of my favorite artists, the Ramones and Nirvana, were both in the top 10, which is arguable. Yes. But they were listed ahead of Otis Redding. <laughs> and I was like, Otis Redding's literally an angel sent to earth to make music and the fact that you put these people ahead of Otis Redding and Aretha Franklin and Marva Gaye I was like what the fuck is the problem I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that white people made that list what I would imagine so I mean there were some like you know really great legendary black artists at the top (laughs) you know at number one you know uh, but it was like how I mean that is the thing about music it's so subjective like Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, depending on your upbringing, your background, you might think Nirvana's the greatest band of all time. I I love Nirvana. I love Nirvana I mean, too. I, I love Nirvana. I I think you know they're an incredible band. I think those albums are those songs are really incredible. But she, like like I said, to me, Otis Redding is like uh, the greatest songwriter we've ever had. Sure. I mean, yeah. uh, I think he's just an unbelievable person that doesn't seem human. Mm. Uh, and then also like he was the, he was the one guy where I, when I was reading about his biography and I was like, wow, he accomplished all this. He died when he was 26. That's insane. What is wrong Holy with shit. me? That's insane. What, I'm going to kill I didn't my, know like, that. yeah, he wow. died in a plane crash when he was 26. What? And I was just like, are you joking? Um, yeah, so I, I just uh, after since I read that list, I was like, "Fuck!" I'm just gonna go listen to a lot of Otis Redding because this is yeah. really upsetting. Um, viewing wise, I, Ooh, my yeah. general viewing recommendations are The Handmaid's Tale and Westworld. Mm. That's what mm. I've been watching. Are Maybe. you caught up with the new season of Westworld? Uh, yes. Okay, I believe I, I gotta catch up. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, it's interesting because I feel like. 
what was so magical about the first season was like figuring out the world and like the rules of the world. And now that they've moved past that, it's, I don't think it's like plateaued, but (laughs) it'll be interesting to see. I've been like enjoying it, but it's a lot of picking up pieces of stuff we already know. Okay. Um, So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. They're doing, they're, I haven't started the new season yet. Because uh, I like I like usually wait because I want to watch it all in like one go mm-hmm. or else I forget things. Uh, <laughs> but I think they're like introducing new work like other parks in this season, right? They are. Okay. Yeah, you you That's see um, there. Is this a spoiler? It might be a spoiler. Um, but yeah, they you see like that there are um, other versions of Westworld yeah. that are like other fantasies. Yeah. I'm excited about people. to yeah. see that. Yeah, for rich people. For yeah. rich people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know that I have any viewing because again, I've just been so busy. I haven't watched a lot. I did this morning watch the SNL with Amy Schumer and oh, how was oh. it? didn't I, like it. Yeah. I heard it's like surprisingly tame. It's very middle of the road. Yeah. Oh. Was this the season finale or is there I another? I don't remember. I don't know. It's I can never tell with usually. SNL. It's yeah. Just like they don't do anything special. Anymore, yeah. yeah. They don't do anything special for season finales. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I talked about it on Friday too. I, 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 I wasn't a huge fan of Donald Glover's SNL. I thought so. I thought two to three of the sketches were very good, like w- some of my favorite SNL sketches, and then the rest were very mild. But also, isn't that good for SNL? I was I mean, just going to say yes for like, SNL recently. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you can say there were two like great sketches yeah. on yeah. SNL, like to yeah. me that I'm like success and yeah. like a great musical guest. Yes. I'll take that yeah. for SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think for what it's been for <laughs> the past couple yeah. of years. I and the thing is th- I think this cast is strong. Oh yeah. Here's the thing though, everybody always says like, yeah, recently SNL SNL has always been that way. I can't mm. remember a season of SNL where every sketch was golden. Not a no. season. Even like the height of like Tina Fey Will Ferrell they would have one or two great yeah. sketches and the rest were like kind of just their thrower. Yeah. Yeah. Chum. Chum. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys, at what point SNL has to end at some point? When? I think it will end with Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. That's what I I'm think thinking. he'll die or step aside and the show will be over. I think somebody will pick it up from Lauren. Thank I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the, the, behind the scenes is like with Lauren and his control over it. Yeah, I don't know like if he, like he, I don't know if there's like a blood pact written into it. it. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Every cast like, member goes but <laughs> it's like a clause that's like Bill Murray and, and uh, Will Ferrell have to be buried alive. Yeah. Like well we gotta oh, do it. Time to go in the hole boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't know because it's just it's Lauren's baby so I don't yeah, know yeah. how much of the control over the show he has and there's literally like if I'm not here the show doesn't exist. Does he have kids? <laughs> Who Does, knows with Lauren? Wait, hold on. Let's Lauren might have wait, a whole family he? that just has hold never se- hasn't seen him in thirty hold years. On. <laughs> nobody knows nobody this knows. is so funny to me. Hold on. Uh, oh, nobody we're going knows to Lauren Michaels a family. page. There he is. Um, he has to, right? Do you know that he has an actor written? In his little bio, well, he like appears on stuff from time to time. I'm not saying it's uh, qualifying. I'm just saying that he does. Um, Ooh, uh, we've been married a few times. Okay, we have three children. (laughs) Okay, three children. Okay, (laughs) so none of these. Okay, I just want to go on record as saying none of these people have met Lauren Michaels. No, they might be his family. (laughs) They've never met him. He is. uh, He has been married three times. Uh, During the late '60s, he began a relationship with Rosie. Schuster, daughter of Frank Schuster of the Wayne and Schuster comedy team, who later worked okay. with him on Saturday Night Live as a writer. Michaels and Schuster were married in 1971 and divorced in 1980. He married model Susan Forrestall in 1984, which ended his divorce in 1987. Okay. Michaels married his current wife and former assistant, Alice Berry, oh. in 1991. Former assistant. Uh, okay, I Lord. I just can't imagine why... Somebody would have a problem with Lauren's lifestyle. <laughs> uh, cool. So now we all know that about Lauren Michaels, and that Lauren is Michaels in our heads in forever. I think now we're on SNL. I yeah. think is that now we're on I SNL. Think that's how it works. Once you read his Wikipedia page, you're on SNL. You are on <laughs> Lauren's SNL. just like one of those like, weird figures. I mean, uh, I, it it seems insane to me that he has a family. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, just, I'm sure you're right that he like very rarely sees It just them. seems so... I don't think he's, you know, involved with every step of the process yeah. each week, but yeah. it's like, still, it's so much work. And he does other stuff. Yeah, he, he produces has, other shows yeah. and movies mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm just like, how? Yeah. And he does like, for a producer, he is extremely, you know, hands-on yeah, in yeah. terms mm-hmm. of like picking the sketches for the show. Like, he, he did Barry, right? He's doing Barry? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he like, you know... Have you d- seen that? No. no, I have a key. I have a very keychain. Still haven't seen the show, yeah. uh, but like, yeah, Lawrence so hands on. I'm like, you know, literally like has a board in his office and goes through all, all you know, whatever as many sketches are as pitched each week. Like, if there's 50 sketches, all of them get considered. He puts mm. together the entire show. He's got to make last minute cuts between. Dre- I mean, like he does all this stuff. I'm just like. I would go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Without a especially family. for that long, because mm-hmm. I mean, like. There are people who work extremely hard on that show, but they're on like six years yeah. and then yeah. they leave. Yeah. But he's been doing it for decades. Yeah. Decades. One of the most mesmerizing things I've ever seen, and I recommend everybody watching it, even if this doesn't interest you at all. The breakdown of the set. There's a YouTube video you can find of where they, because I don't think a lot of people, because of the way the cameras are set up, most people don't realize the studio for SNL is very small. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, I'm sure it's a large room, but like for what you think it is, it's very small. There's like two or three stages mm-hmm. where they have to do all of the sketches. Right. And they're literally setting up and breaking down sets in between other sketches and stuff. Yeah. And so like there's a video you can watch of they do the cold open on the main stage mm-hmm. where the where the uh host comes down, where the band is and where the host comes down to do their monologue. Literally seconds before they step down, they're doing a sketch. Right. So there's a there's a quick uh while they're doing the little like uh video introduction, why you know, they they where they introduce the cast members and stuff. They're tearing down the set mm. before the host yeah. walks out and there's somebody caught it on video. Was it the Christmas episode? Because I kind of remember I think they so, were like yeah. plants and stuff yeah. and they were like scrambling. I think so. I and think even for the them though, that was tight because at the end yeah. you hear the director go, Nice work, guys, <laughs> nice work. We did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a really Really complicated set, yeah. and I think yeah. I think that at one point there's an issue where like a wall won't it come won't down like, or something. Yeah, yeah. Move, and, then they and so they're like, get it down, yeah. and it's like literally you watch them tear down a whole set, and the last wall, and literally a guy like walks across that stage as the announcer's like, yeah. and your host, blah yeah, blah blah, and then they yeah, walk like down, it. and it's like. Oh my yeah, god! Especially uh, as someone with anxiety, I was just gonna say, yeah, 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 yeah. I oh wish somebody god. had like tracked my heart rate when I was watching <laughs> it because I know it's spiked like crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. like they're, they're not gonna do it. Oh, yeah, they won't. <laughs> of course, you know they did. They, it. Of yeah. course, they did. Footage online of a crew member. Just like, <laughs> 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 he just slowly does a jig across. <laughs> it's also yeah. What it's so that's ever happened? I I remember one time watching and you could see like. Like somebody's foot, like oh, I think funny. like I've seen like booms yeah, fall into yeah. screen <laughs> and stuff before, and like it is so mesmerizing because it's like there is no, there's no out. No, uh, if they didn't get it down in time, literally they would just have to cut live to like half a set hello. and like hello, and they, <laughs> hello, like I'm sure people. they would make fun of it and it would be yeah, a fun sure, thing, and they would yeah. walk I mean, in front of it. That's and, part like, of the fun of a live show, like yeah. shit like that, yeah. and, like the possibility of shit going wrong, like yeah. And it's just like I would love to be just like I would love to just be back, like see the process mm-hmm. once because like you, I've heard so many things of like oh this sketch got cut because they were 15 seconds over this section of the show, and it's right. Like, who like there's people running around like making these decisions and, and like, like cutting lines and yeah. having to tell the actors. Adam like, McKay talks about script. like yeah. Adam McKay talks about especially like especially like before teleprompters and stuff. Adam McKay just like running through the halls yeah. like with like new scripts and like new cue cards Insane. and like updating updating stuff right before air. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Well, guys, it's that time of the show. Yeah. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news. Oh no. Esta el news malo. Crushed it. That's not it. So, first bad news item. Uh, Oklahoma Governor Mary Fallon on Friday signed a law that says no child placement agency will be required to put children up for adoption or in foster care in situations that, quote-unquote, violate the agency's written religious or moral convictions or policies. So obviously, uh, LGBT 
NFT people are very concerned about that, even though the governor said the law will not restrict their ability from getting a child. I find that very hard to believe. Do you guys ever hear well, of... Um, it's just like separation of church and state. I it's am like not thing. familiar with Oh, that. it was just like a, f- a fun thing we did once. Well, oh, well. Yeah. It's gone Not now. anymore. No, it's gone. What I don't get is why, if it's not going to interfere with gay couples uh, adopting kids, then why, what's the point of the statute? Yeah, she's yeah. lying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, she's lying, yeah. I don't like, understand. What's like, the point of it? Yeah. If, yeah, like, if they're not using it to discriminate. She knows them. that's unconstitutional. Yeah. yeah. So she can't so she say can't. that. Um, oh, baby, she means it. But that's what she means, baby. Uh, I really think, uh, uh, I'm sure nobody listening to this show needs to hear this, but I, I think one thing that, a uh, uh, sort of rhetorical trick that a lot of people like to use for stuff like this is that, They'll often say like, oh, well, if you look at studies of kids raised in LGBT homes with LGBT parents versus kids raised in with traditional families, like the outcomes for kids with traditional, you know, traditional adoptive parents are better. First off, it's not true. No. But second off, like even if there is a discrepancy, you we're not weighing like kids being adopted by LGBT parents versus straight. It's being adopted or not adopted. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like a lot of people are like, oh, well, it would be... I, again, I don't believe this. I'm saying this is what a lot of people like to say. is like, oh, it's better for a child to be adopted by a traditional family. The problem is they're not being adopted. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yes. It's like, it's like we're, we're not saying it's one versus one the, other. the other. It's yeah. like they either get adopted or they don't. Also, a lot of those studies, if there are negative things that happen to the kid who's been adopted by a same-sex couple... A lot of it is like societal forces where it's like people being assholes about the fact that you have two dads or two moms. And Mm -hmm. it's like, that's not the same sex couple's fault. Right, right. That's That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. That's another problem with a lot of of, of these uh, studies is that we look at like overall outcomes or stuff like that. And we don't necessarily like interrogate all the different micro issues that culminate with those things. Right, 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 right. Um, Yeah, so obviously... That was bad news. Uh, Next bad news item. Uh, Oh, yeah, this fucking story. So there is a politician named Katie Porter who is running in a primary right now. Um, And it's a very competitive Democratic primary for California's 45th Congressional District. Um, and she is a domestic abuse survivor. And now that that reality has become like a point of people attacking her. Uh, and like, what's I would how? love to hear how this happened. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's extra the- insane about this is, again, this is a Democratic primary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Meaning these are not Republicans coming after right. her. These are yes. Democrats. So... <clears throat> Um. Yeah. Okay. So there are people online who have been making comments, but also apparently, like, there have been politicians as well using it as a point of attack against her. So, um, <clears throat> this guy named Topher Spiro posted, um, about some news item that had to do with like a house race. Uh, and said, yet another reason to vote her out and replace her with uh, Dave Min CA. And then someone responded, or literally anyone else. And then this guy, Kevin Matthews, responds, I doubt Katie restraining order Porter could get it done. So they're using the fact that what she got me? I restraining order what is oh against her horrifically abusive ex-husband as like a sign that she's not tough. So, like, she couldn't even stand up to her abusive husband. How is she going to be an effective political leader? She's like, I'm done with the world (laughs) at this point. Like, what the fuck? So, it's extra fucked up because she's running against three men in the (sighs) June primary. Um, Brian Ford, who's a former science and technology advisor to President Obama. Um, Kia uh, Hammondanshi a former aide to Senator Sherrod Brown. Um, and yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, God, it just it's so awful. That's I just it's one of those stories that just boggles <laughs> the mind. I don't even why somebody would say something like that. It doesn't even how the mind even goes there. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It it's and again, it's so disheartening because these are liberals who you think would I mean, well, we know that's not they're the Democrats. Case. Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> Who, like, you know, that's not the case, unfortunately, um, as we've seen so many um, Democrats, liberals, whatever you want to call them, uh, be predators or yeah, misogynists and stuff like that. So, obviously, that doesn't mean they can't be that way, but it's just extra disappointing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. when it does happen. Um, yeah, so that was horrible and obviously being getting a divorce being a domestic abuse survivor should not disqualify you in any way it is not a personal failing it had nothing to do with like weakness on her part like that is an insane thought has she maybe i missed it has she responded to like the like what they've said yeah well she's basically like i'm not going to be intimidated i'm not going to be bullied it's absurd yeah like yes it is it's insane um but yeah, uh, like claiming she has this like shady background and she was like, I don't have a shady background. She goes, I'm the most boring person in America. <laughs> I'm a mom of three kids. I protected my family. I ended a marriage that was troubled. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. So she's stronger than most people. So that's the thing. It's like she got out of a shitty abusive relationship. That took a lot of strength. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of bravery. Uh, and she should be applauded for Absolutely. it. Yeah. <laughs> Using it as a point of attack against her. I would like to see this backfire epically. Yeah. Yes. Anyone who tries that. Um, I don't know anything about Katie Porter other than this story. So, like, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, vouch for her policies or anything like that. But just in terms of people attacking her on that point, it's fucking disgusting. Um, so, also, guys, just watching my time... Um, do I want to do that one? Oh yeah, I I did want to talk about this because people were talking about it online a lot. Um, so the Trump administration on Friday rolled back rules that allowed transgender inmates to use facilities that match their gender identity, including cell blocks and bathrooms thereby reversing course on an Obama administration effort to protect transgender prisoners from sexual abuse and assault. So this is obviously really bad. Um, Like endangering people's lives. Yeah. Bad. A hundred percent endangering people's lives. Yeah. I don't even understand why, like this is one of those things where obviously I find things like bathroom bills and stuff to be completely absurd and, and, you know, disgusting, but they seem to have like the opposition has like a logic to go with them. Mm -hmm. It's faulty logic, but they have one, you know, where it's like, we don't want mixed genders in these private spaces or whatever. What, what on earth would this have to do with prison? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like why would they need to be in the cell block with this people of the same gender they were born with. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, well, they they uh, are always like, we uh, will sort people by, quote-unquote, biological sex. Um, and then they say they'll make initial determinations in the type of housing transgender inmates are assigned. But, like, I mean, to me, it feels like a red meat issue, which is they know people get very worked up about the bathroom bills. Yeah. And like they know that their conservative base will really like get off on the fact that transgender people are being abused. Cause that seems to be their Th- thing. That's, yep. I mean, to me, that's what, when I read it, it was like, it really seems like this is a specifically a piece of legislation to make sure that trans people are, yeah. are beaten. It just feels killed. like a, yeah. just a fuck you law. And also the fact that they get to undermine yet again, the Obama administration, mm-hmm. yeah. which is also yeah. another like jerk off fantasy item for them mm. where they're like oh we get to shit on transgender people and yeah. shit on obama yeah in one go let's do Hell it yeah. yeah because you're right it like logically it doesn't make any no. sense yeah. it's not going to make prisons safer in fact it's going to make prisons less safe yeah. it's going to make the prisoners less yeah. safe um it's a really shitty awful decision but 
if they get to shit on liberals, if they get to hurt mm-hmm. transgender people, they're kind of like, they're happy. Right. Can you imagine living that way? <laughs> no. Can you imagine getting really mad about transgender people using the bathroom? Like, like, it keeps you up at night. You're so mad about it. Yeah. It, mind-boggling. I don't get it. I truly cannot wrap my head around it. <laughs> I'm... Like trying to make words, but my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> Getting in the mind of a conservative. Yeah. I, oh no, that's uh, yeah. I mean, and a lot of it is fear-based and mm-hmm. and just like poor education, not understanding yeah. what it means to be transgender. Yeah, and like consuming right-wing media that's telling you that transgender people are predators who are going to attack you in the bathroom, even yeah. though that's literally never happened. No. Uh, so yeah, I think a lot of it is just ignorance and fear and hatred too absolutely right. hatred yeah. of others yeah yeah of 100 percent, just hatred of something that isn't well you, so you don't understand yeah, yeah. that's all it is because it, it's not based on any sort of like experiential thing you know what i mean like nobody's being like oh i support these laws because i was you know accosted by a trans person in a bathroom like, it doesn't happen no. yeah there it's just their own you know uh, it's their own uneasiness you know, like we talked about, uh, I think, uh, a little bit yesterday, and I think we talked about on Friday, too, where, like, it's like, you know, white people calling the police on black people. Right, right. For existing. Yeah. For being in the same areas that they are because they mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable. Right, or, right. Or cops killing black people because they feel threatened. Mm-hmm. And it's not based on anything in reality. Right, It's right. not based on any actual threat. It's only based on their own uneasiness. And they just take it out on people that are weaker than them. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, before you go out to the rest of your day to flourish, yeah. I don't know what people do in their lives. They thrive. They thrive. Are people, are people happy? Is that a thing people do? I've yes. heard tales of it. I've never mm. met one of them. Sounds like a fairy tale. Right. Somewhere Ugh. out there, someone's probably happy. <laughs> but guys, in case you're one of the many people who aren't happy, maybe this will put a smile on your face. Here's some good news. Okay, let's do the good news now. <laughs> Chloe, what accent were you aiming for? I was going for... Explain yourself. A 42-year-old... Midwestern mother of two. Okay. Did it hit? I'm going to be honest with you, no. Damn it. Okay. Um, but interesting choice. Thank you so much. I uh, was like, I've done a lot of European. Let's bring it back to the States. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this story because uh, speaking of what you just brought up, Eric, white people calling the cops on black people for existing. Mm-hmm. Um there was actually one of those stories that we didn't get to cover on Light Trees and News because there was so much other stuff to talk about. Um, but there was a white lady who called the cops on um, a few black couples using a grill in a public park uh, in Oakland, I think, last week. And that story was kind of unusual because she got chased away by another white woman right who yeah. was like what are you doing right they're not doing anything yeah. are you calling the cop and like yeah. literally chased her out of the park which is great and what you should do if, right if you feel safe doing that obviously but like good on that woman who was like mm-hmm. you are harassing these people <laughs> like they're not doing anything um so in response to that happening uh there was a huge turnout uh in oakland of people who came out to the park where it happened, Lake Merritt Park. And they had like a giant party, like in an act of defiance. Mm-hmm. And there's great video of like black people doing like the electric slide oh, and like cool. having an awesome time and like just like having, you know, a dope evening in the park in the summer grilling uh, and just like living life. And I was like, that is so awesome. So I love that that was the response to a fucking racist woman being a piece of shit. It's like, yeah. fuck her. This is our park. And like, we should be able to grill in it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Also like it, I used to live by prospect park and that was like a big thing during the summer. Like everybody gets together and like grills and mm-hmm. like has a dope time. And it's like the fact that there are 
pissed off people out there who like genuinely don't want people to have access to the park and have a good time like that i'm like i hate that so i love that this was like the joyful response it's also like yeah like the story and the the story like the yale story like there's so many like white women they're just like you know it's uh that's technically against the rules for you to do it's like who fucking what yeah i think actually if there could be a positive thing to come out of all of this i think it will be a more honest examination i think when we talk about racism in the united states we tend to picture like cis white male skinheads mm-hmm. like yeah. when we think about like racism and we don't really talk about how white women really uphold white supremacy yeah. by playing victim a lot. Yeah. And whether that's like online where it's like you see some white woman start shit and then black women respond and she starts like crying white lady tears where she's yeah. like, the mean black women are coming after me. And then everyone's like, Oh, are you okay, honey? Right. And it's like, she started that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or like calling nine one one and playing the victim card where it's like, I feel unsafe. And then the mm-hmm. cops come and like run to protect you using that like fragile woman identity and a lot of it is very performative yeah like uh, white women know what they're doing oh my god just like as a fellow white woman i'm telling you white women know what they're doing truly do that like middle-aged white women terrify me more than anyone (laughs) oh yeah but i mean so conniving even growing up like like, the the very cliche thing of like crying to get out of a parking ticket or something like that like white women use their (sighs) perceived fragility yeah to our benefit all the time all the time especially like white men cannot try to play hero fast enough Mm -mm. you know um so you know what you're doing as a white woman when you call Mm 911 against black people because you have an identity that you can use as a weapon yeah and then you can use the police as a weapon against people who like you just don't like yeah Yeah. whether you're racist or like they've upset you in some way yeah like that's what you're doing i think like the fact that, like, the manager of Starbucks, she was a white lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, this is a theme for a reason, you know? And if we can, like, talk about that, I think that could potentially be a, a healthy outcome of this shit happening. I will say, I think one, <coughs> uh, <coughs> a positive thing that's coming out of it, too, is that I think a lot of times in the past, when when white women would would say that they felt uncomfortable in these situations that it was taken very seriously um and i think that's starting to go away a little bit i think like we're starting to give less uh authority and less uh credence to like people saying like i felt uncomfortable in this situation or whatever i mean even the cops who showed up for the yale thing were like yeah. you should not have called us yeah, yeah. this is ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh which um, i was glad that they did that right. but totally i mean if it had been different cops, it could have been a very different outcome, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's so frightening about it. We're like, this poor woman's like taking a nap because she's tired. <laughs> she's yeah, a yeah, student yeah. at Yale. Um, and like wakes up to police officers being there. Like, right. holy fucking right. shit. How right. scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So let's see. What other good news item did I want to get to? That's not good news. That's <laughs> bad news. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, so this was kind of a funny fuck you. And hopefully, you know, it will actually be true. But Iranian President Hassan Rouhani said on Sunday that if its interests were protected, Tehran would remain committed to its 2015 nuclear deal, um, even though the U.S. just pulled out of it. Uh, He said, if the remaining five countries continue to abide by the agreement, Iran will remain in the deal despite the will of America, which is nothing short of a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that at this point, like, he's still willing to honor it, you Mm -hmm. know, like, obviously, like, however you feel about Rouhani aside, the fact that this was such a hard fought agreement and Trump is doing everything in his power to sabotage it. Yeah. And it still hasn't gone under yet. Yeah. The fact that Iran is still like, we'll still abide by it if everybody else is still cool with you it. Guys, is like, you guys cool with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're cool if you cool. You, you guys still cool with not going uh, to war? Is everybody still cool with that? Uh, yeah, if you're cool, Trump I'm cool. Still yeah. Really wants to go to war. What but is that? It's yeah. um 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 a diplomacy. That's what that's what's I'm happening. I'm unfamiliar mm-hmm. with the concept. Uh, it's the first time I've heard the word, and it makes me uncomfortable. And I don't want you to use what it again. What is diplomacy? <laughs> what diplomacy? Diplomacy. Diplomacy. I mean, it's just amazing to me 
like how obviously they're trying to start conflict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I say they, I mean the Trump administration. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. oh, I think uh, I, it cannot be understated enough how much his base wants to go to war with the entire world. Like they are jo- John Bolton must just like jerk off furiously <laughs> to the idea of civilians dying. There's like, yeah. it's funny cause there's these two wings of like, of, of the like uh, right wing thought, which is like, there's like the, ron paul like isolationists who are like you know nationalist racist yeah. like there's like we should only care about america and we should just completely withdraw inward yeah which is also bad for different and then reasons. there's this this other group which is like literally the polar opposite which is like we should also only care about america but by destroying everyone right by, by just like yeah. antagonizing and going to war with literally everybody yeah, if only there was a third option. <laughs> well, was there n- isn't. So neither <laughs> of those things. Like, oh. don't be isolationist assholes who don't give a shit about the rest of the world. But also, uh, don't run out and bomb everyone. Yeah, I, I, what other ra- like? Yeah, what other rationale can there be for like? Oh, we came to a nice uh, mutually assured agreement that yeah. uh, we're not going to go to war. Guys, fuck that. Have you guys ever? Oh God, this is crazy. Um, peace. <laughs> Just I, like again, living peace. I don't like you guys using words peas. I've never heard it's on like the, the show. It's like the food? Peas? Oh, uh, peas. You mean like split peas. Oh, no. Pe- there's a C in it. There's a C in this word. That's crazy. You I can't spell peas with a C, That's Chloe. Insane. Jesus. That is I think, actually wait, Never mind. I might have dreamt it. This is so embarrassing. I dreamt it. <laughs> um... So, oh, we should call it the Wakanda model for those of us who have seen <gasps> Black Panther. Fuck, I gotta see it. Uh, they, the Wakanda begins that movie mm-hmm. with an isolationist ideology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, they open their borders, not mm. for military action, but to set up um, educational facilities in underfunded communities. The Wakanda model. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I, t- I think I talked about this with you on Friday. It was like, it's uh, there's a lot of times it feels like the answers to questions are so easy. I thought you were gonna say the answers to questions are in movies. Yeah, the answers, <laughs> answers to every question the is Wakanda in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's uh, <laughs> I personally believe that, but I realize not everyone believes that. Well, we were talking on Friday about Mister Rogers because oh, yeah. of the documentary coming out, and I was like, it's everybody like loves Mr. Rogers but nobody wants to act like Mr. Rogers. Right. Yeah. It feels like a lot of times that would make us a pussy, Eric, yeah. and we're not doing that. <laughs> it feels like so many times we're like, oh, we could just be nice to each other. Gross. Uh Ugh. and not do that and everybody's like, no, we have to create complicated international politics and go to war. Otherwise with each other. we're weak. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um so what did I want to Oh. <laughs> I should just change the good news section to petty news. This is like a very (laughs) little thing, but I thought it was funny. Um, So as we covered on Light Trees and News, um, Michael Cohen has been accused of like a pay-to-play thing uh, with AT&T, in which he was basically like offering to basically sell access Mm -hmm. to the president to corporations. Hmm. So I wish we had a word for that. <laughs> uh, is it not pay to play? I thought that was the word. Um, oh, I was just going to say um, uh, corruption. Corruption, yeah. bribery. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not familiar. So Clearly White House. Learn words. <laughs> this is becoming a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, White House Press Sec- Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders recently was asked about this and kind of like accidentally admitted that Trump would have had to know of Cohen's activities because she said this further proves the president is not going to be. Okay. So she was saying that, Oh, he, uh, he can't be corrupt because he didn't approve of the merger, the AT&T time Warner merger. Okay. So (laughs) if, if Cohen was like selling access, like why would he have like said no to the merger? So she said, this further proves the president is not going to be influenced by special interests. This is actually the definition of draining the swamp. I think it's pretty clear the Department of Justice opposed the merger, so the president or his administration hasn't been influenced by any outside special interest. He's going to do what he finds to be in the best interest of Americans across the country. But, so Twitter explodes. <laughs> yeah. And said that if you follow that logic, it implies that Trump would have known of Cohen's activities, mm-hmm. which included a, accepting $1.2 million from pharmaceutical giant uh, 
Novartis and $500,000 from a company linked to Russian oligarch Victor Vexelberg. Uh, so yeah, little oopsie when you accidentally admit that Trump knew about what was going on. Just a small detail. Oops. Again, stuff that would be like in like the end of an administration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is just like kind of a I'm waiting oops, for, I'm, oopsie. I'm waiting for the day. This might be a good sketch pitch, mm-hmm. but uh I'm waiting for the day when the like the this the White House like press briefing uh is just like a full blown auction. <laughs> and just like they just like will only answer questions to people that give them money. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I, when you said auction, I was picturing them auctioning off pieces of America. Oh, that's also <laughs> yeah. the also that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> First yeah. to go is California, obviously. Duh. For one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> just get it the hell out of here. Fire. I don't know sale. what you whatever you do, do it. I want it gone by tomorrow. <laughs> right, you guys, who wants Mexico? We can't wait, can we not give that away? <laughs> okay. We're doing it anyway. Uh guys, before we run out of time entirely. Oh no. What would do you have any advice for people about how they can do like self-care or is there anything like fun you've done recently that you want to recommend to people don't say drugs <laughs> don't say drugs <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm dying I'll say I've probably said this before um, going to the movies by yourself is so like peaceful yeah. and lovely yeah and I just like will go and I've obviously like I have movie pass so it's like affordable but like uh, just go in like sit in the back row and just like forget everything for like two hours uh, remember how movie pass just figured out they don't have a viable business model like <laughs> yeah. everyone predicted that like we yeah. were all talking about how crazy cheap movie passes yeah. and i was like this can't sustain itself no. well, they finally were like uh we have made a mistake it honestly <laughs> feels like the creators of movie pass forgot that new york city exists yeah <laughs> They're like, well, all these people that live, you know, miles away from the movie they theater, they can't go see movies. that many movies. So this is a great business model. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. What? People I, in New York are seeing how many movies? Well, they I have liter- five I theaters bad, in your neighborhood. I knew it was a bad sign when like, I talked to multiple people at UCB who use mo- movie pass to just go sleep in the theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like... It's like, oh, it's a convenient place to go nap for two hours I'm in like, the middle insane. of town. Yeah. They're not even yeah. going to see movies. They're just sleeping, sleeping. in the Which probably says a lot about our society as well, that people... Yeah. Whatever. A little bit. Healthy lifestyles. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, That's my advice. See a good, movie. Good recommendations. Yeah. And I'd drink al- water. I'd also add, like, um, go treat yourself to a nice meal by yourself, oh, too. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, that it's, like, a little bit of an adjustment, and it feels weird at first, mm-hmm. but... It's very, very peaceful. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Eric? Oh, I never have fun. <laughs> so uh, okay. I can't yeah. really. No, I, uh, one thing that's been helping me a lot is uh, I talked about this when I recommended the book Board and Brilliant on Friday. But like trying to uh, occupy my mind less mm. by like, because what I found is like if I, if I, like let's say I, it takes me about an hour to get to work. If I spend that hour listening to, say, I don't know, this show. Yeah. Uh, That's what you should do. That's Eric's advice. Yeah. Uh, Hi. Have a good night. telling people uh, not to listen to podcasts. Cool. No, you should listen to it. I just think, like, try to spend some part of your day without your mind occupied. Mm-hmm. Like, just go for a walk without a podcast or an audio book or something. Because mm-hmm. I think, for me, at least, if I, like, let's say I spend this whole hour going to work and I'm listening to a podcast. By the time I get to work... Because my brain's been engaged the whole time, it feels like not a lot of time has passed because it's just by I'm constantly working, you know, right. my brain. But if I do it without it, I feel like so much more time has passed and I've enjoyed that more. Mm-hmm. It feels like I have more time in my day if I'm not like doing 18 things at once, if I'm not listening to an audiobook or reading or doing all this stuff. So just a little more time, like really engaging with the world and like just spending, you know, even an hour just like walking around like noticing things and uh without having your brain engaged can do a lot to like make you feel a little less stressed and yeah um, well i think we we talked about this but like i come up with some of my best ideas in the shower when i'm not listening to anything yes uh so it's just a really important thing to do creatively as well creatively be alone with your thoughts a little bit i i'm saying this 
as someone who literally has a podcast on in the background always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even yeah, if yeah. I'm not listening, I like when I go to sleep, I turn it down to I can't even tell what they're saying. It's mm-hmm. just a quiet yeah. murmur in the yeah. background. Well, ASMR action. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I need to practice what I'm preaching right now. I just think like for me to outside of the creative stuff, it also just made me feel like I had much more time in my day because mm. time moves slower when your yeah. brain's not just engaged. So, like if I just spend like an hour like without being engaged in something, I'm like. Oh, that was so long. Yeah, like yeah. I we really we have so much time, and then well, we're you just do. you just sit there. Oh, uh, usually like, <laughs> I like can't yeah, understand this. Uh, sometimes I'll go for a walk around my neighborhood. Oh, okay, like yeah, um, you're like doing something physical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually I don't just like sit and stare <laughs> at the wall. <laughs> I was like, what a disturbing image. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just picturing Eric sitting like, like stone, like stone, stone face. <laughs> at the wall and he has just a single kitchen timer like and lives life uh yeah usually it's like going for a walk or something just like yeah just it, it's it's interesting how little time you feel like you have even though if you're doing something like two or three hours because you're doing 18 things and your mm-hmm. brain's like well you did all this stuff so you must have spent a lot of time doing it and right. a lot of time must have passed you're like no it wasn't that much yeah right true um Good recommendation. Yeah, very good. Um, is there anything you've seen or overheard or eaten lately <gasps> that's made you happy? I like adding eaten. I like that. Because people are like, oh, ooh, I am obsessed right now with leeks. Yeah, oh, leeks. Leeks, are good. leeks, you just fry them up with a little salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Fucking delicious. And they're good for you. They're packed with vitamins. Dang, I've never had And them. very cheap. Very, very cheap. Ooh. What about And like the Sunak by me has uh-huh. massive leaks. Yeah, yeah. I got so excited when I saw them. I was like, damn. <gasps> out loud by myself. <laughs> damn. It started with you and me. I'm oh, going yeah. grocery shopping really late at night. Oh, yeah. And like, I was like, tipsy last that. night I and i went that. grocery shopping I, first of all i love being in a grocery store when no one's there yes um but i was tipsy enough where when i saw the leaks i went damn I'll <laughs> 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 I love that oh that's I was so really proud of myself i was tipsy and i bought leeks and spinach did, mm. did you buy any drunk food no, oh yeah oh, when okay. i bought like um those vegan like they're like vegan Reese's pieces Ooh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds Cups. really good mm. yeah i think uh I think sometimes f- uh, food that's really good, people eat it a lot, and then it gets like cliche, and mm. we don't really like appreciate it enough. Mm. I'm gonna say uh, bagels. Oh, really good bagels in New York. Yeah. I feel like it's so we t- have the best bagels. I feel in the like world. It's so common that people eat bagels all the time. They're like, yeah, bagels, whatever. It's like, no, no, they're amazing. Stop. Take a second and appreciate these amazing bagels we have because they're, they're so, so good. good. They're so fluffy. They're, so they're wonderful. So fluffy and delicious. Oh. I remember I was doing an online uh, hangout. Guys, I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Yeah. And for my $10 a month members and higher over there, um, we do a online hangout once a month. Ooh. And I remember, I think it was Sophie. It was somebody like one of the international listeners who was like, you guys take bagels very seriously. Because uh. <laughs> we got into this thing where I was like, Chicago people who say their bagels are better than ours can That's go fuck fun. themselves. That is objectively wrong. Chicago has one thing on New York. Literally only one thing. Hot dogs. That's it. Okay. That's I'm it. I'm not a big okay. hot dog person, so yeah, I can't either. like weigh in on that. That's that's the only. Their literally pizza's the only garbage. Pizza is bullshit. It's garbage. not pizza. It's a pie. It's disgusting. It's a yeah. casserole of fucking Enjoy tomatoes. Enjoy your jar of sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's fucking disgusting it bullshit pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but like so we had a conversation like that and she was like wow you guys get about this and i'm like it's one yeah. of our things like i went to dc one time and got up early and went to get bagels at a not even just like a, it was like supposed to be like a coffee shop bagel place i got bagels fucking disgusting garbage just garbage don't styrofoam even, bread if you're outside of new york city don't get a bagel yeah just like, don't it's gonna be why a why would experience you experience for you yeah but yeah i can go there's so many places you can go just get like a delicious amazing bagel a little tofu spread oof Scallion, 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 tofu, scallion, tofu, scallion. Yeah. Guys, let's go all eat that right now. Bye. Thanks for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble.